Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What up, Montana? Welcome in. Your favorite daily sports talk show. It's Nuanas Now. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio here in Missoula, Montana. Thanks so much for spending some time with us on a Wednesday. Got a big show. Like to load it up on Wednesdays. Everybody around the world seems to call it hump day, but whatever. All the days are the same for me because we're always living the dream. Giving you the best sports coverage we possibly can each and every day right here on ESPN Missoula as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. we got a lot to get to today. I know it is uh, the end of June, but this is going to be a basketball-heavy show. It's not just the NBA playoffs, which, by the way, are off the chain right now. I don't care if LeBron James and Steph Curry and all these guys aren't in it. There's all sorts of dudes that maybe the common basketball fan hasn't learned about that you're learning about. Devin Booker's a dog, man. He is tough, tough, tough. DeAndre Ayton looks like uh, David Robinson Jr. right now. And the Phoenix Suns, despite Chris Paul being out, continue to roll in the NBA playoffs. So we get to all that, but we have some also some local 
uh, statewide guests here to join us. About 10 minutes, we're going to be joined by Katie Bussey, former Montana State uh, all-star player, all-American player, and now the newest assistant on Trisha Binford's staff. She'll join us here about 4.10. Regime Seabrook in studio with me. He wasn't supposed to come until about 4.30, but he's here. He's early. He got his meetings all rearranged, so we're happy to have him as well. We're going to talk about the potentially landmark decision from the United States Supreme Court when it comes to name, image, and likeness and uh, the potential monetization of one's name, image, and likeness when it comes to NCAA athletes. What does that do to the quote-unquote amateurism of the sport? Also, it's a Wednesday, so that means we have a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. And I got some trivia questions for Rajim. And excited for this. The ESPN Roundtable this week, top of the hour, 5 o'clock, will feature not one, not two, but all three of the newest University of Montana women's basketball assistants. This was a um, unique experience for me to go sit down with these three people. You ask why? Well... I've been covering the Big Sky Conference about 15 years now, 16 years, I guess, since 2006. And um, you get to know a lot of people, a lot of coaches, a lot of players, all that stuff. This is the first time ever where one coaching staff has three people on it that I all had known personally before professionally. Nate Harris, uh, new assistant coach for Montana. He was previously at Montana State. We got to know each other pretty well then, but I knew him personally because he married one of my high school best friends, Elise. So I knew Nate from way back in the day, from way back when he was a hooper at Montana Tech. Jocelyn Tinkle is the exact same age as my brother. They were best friends growing up uh, all the way through middle school and into high school. And so I, I've known Joss since she was you know, five years old. And then Jordan Sullivan knew her because uh, she was about the same age as my brother as well. And uh, she was in school at the same time my brother was playing football at the University of Montana. And then we also had a couple other personal crossovers. So interesting to see. I was feeling like uh, a kid and an adult all at the same time when I sat down and talked to these people. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with the latter on that. My friend, that's like me. I'm coaching kids. I'm coaching the children of kids that I coached when I first moved here to Montana. You know what that word? You know what that word means? You're getting old, brother. <laughs> that's right. That, that's that's nothing other than you have made a full circle. You've gone from young man to wise old sage, the fountain of information in the sports <laughs> world of Montana. But, but that, I, it's just a it's a great full circle moment, man. It is for sure. And it's also, I mean, to be fair, none of us are that old either, right? Like everybody, Joss and Jordan are still young. I mean, they're way younger than me. They're just my brother's age. So, uh, but it was it was cool. So we'll share that interview though. It's great interview. It's part of our ESPN roundtable. Uh, so we'll get to that at the top of the hour around five o'clock. And uh, we're also we're going to talk about this. NCAA ruling, but they're also going to yes. talk about the other big news of the week. And I'm excited to have Regime here because I, um, I've i been thinking about this an incredible amount. I don't really know what I uh, want to or can say. I actually think I just want to listen more than anything. But Carl Nassib, a defensive end from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders, uh, became the first openly gay player in the NFL. And I think that there is so much that goes into that and so much that we can say about it. A ton. I don't really know where my stance is. Uh, it, I, I don't. I, I should say this. I don't have a stance. And I don't know if I should have a stance. I think he expressed incredible bravery uh, in doing Absolutely. this. And I think that there's a lot to be said about uh, the progress we already have made, but also a lot to be said about the progress we have not made as well. And so Amen I, to that, I'm brother. excited for you because I know that you, you have a little bit better perspective on this. You're older than me, but you also have... Uh, a much more first-hand view of what it's like uh, to 
be an extreme minority in certain situations. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, th- I think that that gives, uh, it'll give a, a, a different layer to the conversation. So I'm excited to listen and, and see what all the feedback's had. I've been reading about this on Twitter extensively, and it's been very interesting. Um, so many different takes that have come out of this. So A um, ton. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be a excited to, to hash it out. How you been doing though, buddy? Well, man, it feels weird to be here on a Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, I was not expecting to be here until a little later, but you know, the tides change and ebb and flow as they come and go. And uh, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. And uh, a little sad, we don't have our usual Friday, our flavorful Fridays, but you know, I'm here on a wing it Wednesday. So all is good in the hood, baby. Let's roll. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Cause I have a couple other things I want to talk to you. I want to talk to some NBA. I also want to talk to you about this dude who lost his fantasy football league and had to sit in the waffle house for 24 hours. Cause this is pretty funny. He got reprieve <laughs> one hour per waffle. Uh, Tommy thinks he could eat all the way until he'd only have to be there for three hours. Tommy thinks he could eat like 20 or 20. We're going to get to all that, though. But we have Katie Bussey. I just got a text from Montana State's uh, Associate Athletic Director, media relations guy, that he has Katie there. So, Tommy, if you just want to call uh, the number there, we'll get Katie Bussey on the show here uh, in just a quick minute. Also, Missoula Paddleheads are back in town tonight. So they've been on the road for six games. That's sort of how this works. It's six on the road, day off on Tuesdays, six at home, day off on Tuesdays, over and over and over again. So the Paddleheads are back in town starting tonight all the way through next Monday, and they're playing the Ogden Raptors for all six of those games. So um, I'm excited to go. I've been to three Paddleheads games on a professional standpoint, calling the games on uh, either helping with the radio or helping with the television or both. Doing a good job. I have not gone as um, to spectator. spectator. So going with a couple people from his little broadcasting company here, it'll be very fun. That's a, you, I'm going interv- to flip this, Chris, ladies and gentlemen, before this interview. How does that feel, man? You've been covering, like you said, for a better part of almost two decades. You go, you cover, you report. I've called you the fountain of information, the prince of plethora. But... When do you get to spectate? Like, when do you just get to chill and just be? Like, when does Coulter not be co-host, co-broadcaster, <laughs> Skyline dude? Like, you know, the, you know, like, when when do you just get to be you, man? When, come on, baby. Talk to it, brother. That's a good question, and one we will address here in just a minute. But instead, we got to go down to the Rangish Brothers RV forward line. Time for our coach's corner. And it's interesting and very cool to be addressing this as a coach's corner rather than an interview with a player. It's a young lady I've interviewed many times during her career at Montana State. Have not caught up with her for a long time. It's been several years. Last time we spoke, I think she was living in Sweden and playing overseas. But Katie Bussey joins us here on Nuanas now. She's the newest addition to Trisha Binford's staff at Montana State. And Katie, it's been a few uh, a few years since I talked to you, but thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm really good. How are you? So good, and it's so good to hear from you. I always say, even when uh, I know you've been abroad, that you were one of my favorite players I covered. I loved the way you played the game, and I always enjoyed our interviews and stuff like that when I was first cutting my teeth as a reporter in Bozeman. So glad to have you back yeah. in the state of Montana. But take us through the journey, because you have been. You've been living abroad for quite some time, and now you're back stateside just recently. So what's it been like for you? What's yeah. the journey been like for you? Um, I mean, a bit of a whirlwind at the moment, um, but I'm back in Bozeman finally, and honestly, it just feels comfortable. Um, but I returned to America last Monday, and I went home to Colorado to see my family, also because I had to quarantine with the international travel rules. Um, so that was nice to get to see my family and get through the jet lag period, all that kind of thing. And then um, I came here to Bozeman on Monday evening, so I just got right into it. We started with camp. Monday, which I missed the first day, but uh, yesterday and today we finished up the uh, skills camp. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just right back into it. You've been around the game 
since your graduation from Montana State back in 2012, but certainly a new role mm-hmm. and certainly a learning curve that you'll face as a coach. What do you think will be some of the, the steepest parts of the learning curves? What, what will be the biggest challenge of becoming a collegiate coach? Um, you know, I think one of the things right now is um, really getting familiar with the level um, back again in the big sky because I think a little bit has changed uh, since I left almost 10 years ago. Um, so just getting to know the teams again, getting to know styles of play from other teams, um, just getting to know the strengths of our team um, and how I can help to hopefully enhance that a bit. But, um, yeah, I think it's just getting used to that. And then, of course, not being able to play anymore is really weird and going to be quite a transition because, you know, I'm still in great shape and I was preparing to play another season. Um, so it's going to be really hard for me to feel like I can't get in there and, and play. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's, that's what I signed up for now. And actually I'm really ready for that challenge too, to just help these girls as much as I can. And, um, yeah, do my best from the sidelines. That's such an interesting dynamic because we talked to a lot of athletes that, uh, have gone on to play at the professional ranks or are currently playing or like yourself have recently finished playing. And it's such a bizarre concept mm-hmm. to think of being "quote unquote" retired from your first profession when you're such a young lady. So, uh, how do you compartmentalize that? How do you sort of deal with the fact that uh, maybe the competitive part of your life, something that's been such a huge part of your entire life, is now over? Yeah, I think for me, it's just helping these players to reach their goals. Um, and I was just lucky enough to be able to do that for a long time. And um, at some point, you know, my playing career was not at a point anymore where I was trying to progress to get bigger contracts or play in different leagues. So, um, you know, I still enjoyed to play the game, but I was also transitioning in the Netherlands into a coaching role. So for me, it was just starting to build that passion of how do I help these girls? How do I teach them? How do I become, you know, a leader for them in in that sense? And, um, yeah, I think that's been actually pretty easy for me to, to make this decision because I started to feel that, you know, this is really, my next thing and i'm very passionate about it just as much as i was playing so um yeah i think that's it nuana is now 102.9 espn radio as well as swx montana television around the great state of montana i'm colter nuana's broadcasting to you live from the northwest motorsport studio katie bussey newest montana state women's basketball assistant and a former all-time great montana state player joining us here on Nuanez now. And Katie, the fact that you now you're joining a staff of somebody that has gone through this exact same transition we're talking about, and Trisha Bidford, she was an outstanding mm-hmm. professional player, both in the WNBA and abroad. And I know that she uh, went through this probably uh, 20 years before you, but it, it, does that help you, the fact that you, you are now working for somebody that's gone through the same thing? Yeah, for sure, because I know she understands the position I'm in. Um, and she said, you know, I'll just throw you in practice a few times to get your feel for the, for competing a bit. And that's fine for me. I, I enjoy that. So, um, yeah, I think it's great that, you know, she can just give me some words of wisdom on handling that transition a bit. But, um, yeah, she's, you know, also said you just get used to it. And, yeah, for me, it's just feeling, feeling a new role. Tell us about your time abroad. I know that you had multiple stops in multiple countries, and it was fun to follow. I know that's a very competitive level of basketball over there. Uh, I love that I can still hear a little bit of the accent that you picked up while you were over there as well in your voice. Uh, But the Netherlands, Sweden, Germany, all fascinating places to explore from a personal level, not just a basketball level. So what were some of your favorite parts about just learning about the culture and uh, sort of learning about different parts of the world? Uh, For me, I think it was 
like language is fascinating now. It's something that I never really paid attention to much when I was here because, of course, we all speak English. Um, but it's so cool that, you know, they are very multilingual in all those different areas, uh, especially in the Netherlands. It's, I was living in Amsterdam, very close to it, and it's such an international city that every Dutch person you run into speaks English. And then if you run into other foreigners, of course, they speak English as well. So uh, I think that was really interesting how quickly they could go back and forth um, with language. For me, I got to learn a lot of first Swedish when I was there for four years, but then Dutch as well. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of that accent is coming coming through, like you said, which I'm sure I will lose at some point. But, um, yeah, I think that part for me was always fascinating. And um, I think, too, just, like, really understanding they live a little bit more modestly, in my opinion. That's, that's what I gathered. And um, I think that was kind of a lesson that I could learn, you know, I can live without certain things. With in, in the Netherlands, I didn't have a car for a while. So, you know, you learn to get around and they make things really efficient um, without having that resource. So, yeah, those things were really different and um, good for me to learn just to see how, how everything can still be possible. Katie Bussey joining us. She's the newest assistant on Trisha Benford's staff for the Montana State Women's Basketball Program. Let's talk about the program that you joined now, Katie, because I know your senior year was sort of the first breakthrough of the Trisha Benford era. She was hired to rebuild a program, and, and you guys had a good season uh, your senior year. But since then, Montana State has incrementally continued to build, and now here we are, mm-hmm. and the Bobcats have been uh, Big Sky Conference champions like three times in the last five, maybe six years, depending on how you count the, the quote-unquote COVID year. But multiple Big Sky championships. Right. Trisha Benford has been uh, three-time Big Sky Conference coach of the year since then as well. So what have you thought of just the, the evolution of your alma mater, and what do you think you could bring then to sort of – continue to help this ascension of the Montana State program? Yeah, I think um, she was always trying to build that winning culture. And I think, you know, like you said, they've they've been able to now get those Big Sky championships. And, um, you know, that feeds into your ability to recruit, I think. Um, if you can show that, hey, this is what who we are and this is what we do and we cut down nets, that really gives you a boost in your recruiting, um, which if you get good players, you get good programs. So I think that's a big help. Um, and for her, just always being really consistent in her message on the work ethic, um, you know, we just, we have to put the work in to, to win. And, you know, I think if you start to build that within the players, that player culture is what you really need. If you only hear it from your coaching staff over and over and over again, you know, the coaches aren't the ones on the court. So um, if you can start to really develop that within the playing culture and the players' culture, then they lead each other, and that's the most important thing. So I think that's something that we'll try to carry on and continue. We have a really young group now, so um, that's going to have to build up again a little bit, I think. But, um, you know, if, if that starts to really come from the players, that's where you get the most effective um, change in that culture. So, yeah. Well, Katie, we'll get you out here on this then. I, obviously, a very exciting opportunity <laughs> for you. And I know that uh, Bozeman, anybody that's Great. ever lived there, it'll always hold a special place in all of our hearts. But uh, what has you most excited about this? And has it really sunk in yet that you're back into a new career transition back at your alma mater? Yeah, I think um, Bozeman is grown quite a lot. Um, It was already growing 
ever since I left, and that's been pretty cool to see, like, everything that's new and different um, just in Bozeman alone. But I think that's a great sign, you know. If people want to come here, it's for a reason, and it's a great place to be. So uh, I think, you know, you just want to try to use that to your advantage. And, again, it can be a recruiting tool in a way, but, you know, it's just a great place to be in general if you just want to study or you're going to come and play your sport. So you get great support here from the community, and that, that makes a big difference. Um, yeah, for me, it's just, like I said, it's really exciting to be here. And now for me to give back to a place that's given so much to me and really built a foundation for my life and take, took me places where I never, ever thought I would go. Um, so for me, it's it's great to hopefully be a part of trying to do that for these other players who come in um, because I can share a lot of my experience but how I got there and um, this place was that foundation for me because you know it was never easy for us here we really had to work um, from a point of not having as much success to starting to get that so uh, if I can bring part of that to these girls and just continue to grow that uh, that's the most exciting thing for me. Katie Bussey, one of the all-time greatest Bobcat basketball players, now back in the fold with the Montana State women's basketball team as an assistant on Trisha Benford's staff. Katie, great to hear from you. Thanks so much for taking some time. Congratulations again, and I look forward to seeing you in person again, but in the meantime, be well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Katie Bussey, Montana State women's basketball, part of our Coach's Corner here on Nuanez Now. I'm Coulter Nuanez, broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studios. Go check out Northwest Motorsport. On the corner of Stevens and Mount here in Missoula, they have the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. That's the slogan. They ain't lying. Go check out Northwest Motorsports. New to Missoula, but to one of the best inventories anywhere in the entire United States. You can also visit nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Rajim Seabrook back in studio with me. Usually we take breaks after interviews, but this is part of our long segment. And Katie was just getting done with practice, so uh, it was great of her to join us. And thanks so much to Bill Lamberty as well from Montana State Sports Information for uh, getting that all squared away. I know Katie was supposed to join us the other week, but uh, she hadn't gotten an American cell phone yet. She was in the middle of quarantining because of the uh, the international travel uh, mandates uh, with the pandemic. So uh, glad to have Katie back on the show, though. She was one of my favorite uh, players to cover, always a very cheerful and affable young lady, and I think she'll do great things at, at Montana State on the coaching staff. Okay, so back to your question. By the way, we have Missoula Paddleheads tickets for you. I got tickets for tomorrow night's game. We're not letting you pick the day anymore. Uh, Tommy said that was way too much of a, a uh, circus. So I got four tickets to tomorrow night's Missoula Paddleheads game against the Ogden Raptors, 705. Give us a call right now, 888-1029. That's 406 888 1029. I got a four pack of tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads game right now. Give us a call. Caller number one, sending you down to Allegiance Field at Ogren Park. You asked me a good question, though. You asked me, what's it like for me to be a spectator at sporting events? Um, it's a great question. I don't want to sound like a grouch or something, but. But it, you will. If I'm going to see an NBA game where I still have a massive amount of. Um, where I consider these guys heroes, like I, you know, they, they do seem superhuman to me. Right, right. Then I am, I, I can sort of revert into fan mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, I don't particularly like being a fan, only because I don't really have any cheering interest in anything because I've just baptized my brain so much to be analyze, an, objective, analyze. an objective observer. 
Uh, I do love going to Paddleheads games more than anything because of the venue and the community and the fact that you're going to see all these people, and it's always fun. Mm -hmm. And it's super casual, you know. I mean, I haven't been to a college football game as a fan in 15 years, but there's a certain element of chaos to that, right? I mean, true. there's so many people. The party is that's insane. True. Everybody's, you know, going crazy and drinking beer and yada, yada, yada. And, and that's fun, but it's also sort of logistically a, a headache. You know, I'm used to being able to go in way before kickoff, go just walk to my seat, sit down. I go, all the space chill. in the world, chill. Um, but, I, you know... It's funny because I don't really have any any rooting interest in any of this stuff, but I do enjoy going to live sport events under any form or fashion. But if you were to ask me if I was to choose, and people always tell me I'm crazy for this. Hey, I, all my buddies used to tell me when I first got into this, well, isn't it lame that you don't get a drink before Grizz games? And I always tell them, like, man, no, it's actually so much better. It's more entertaining <laughs> it's when more you're the only clear-headed person right. amongst a couple of that, thousand. That's right. And, well, that's that. I've always considered that a part of my role, not to yeah. make fun of anybody in the community, but... I'm trying to write the best possible recap story and do the best possible post-game radio show because I know all you people are out there going nuts and having some fun. And, you know, you might be have a fuzzy memory of the game for a variety of reasons, not just the, you know, the uh, the consumption, but also, you know, from the excitement. And, you know, I mean, if you're just... The euphoric moment, right, there's totally. a lot going on. You're right. feeling, you're not necessarily thinking or processing. You're totally. just caught up in the moment. I, I, lo I love being in the press box and, and having, you know... Oh, it's a good time. The stats and the visuals oh, and the feedback great. and the replays. That, it's also sweet, man. But I, I am going to really thoroughly enjoy tonight. So, uh, but it's a good question. So, well, tell, so tell me this. You, you have a similar a sort of overlay mm -hmm. just because... You're most often, especially when you're talking about high school sporting events, yeah. coaching. Yeah. When was I mean, the last time you went to a high school sporting event just as a, a spectator? I, I don't. I, I, right. Yeah, it's never I, like I just years. don't. Like, yeah. it's, it's uh, the only other difficult time that was was transitioning from player to coach. Like, your, your, your brain, I wanted to coach the way I played, which doesn't work. And now... Um, now I go to, you know, I go, it doesn't matter what sport I'm there analyzing and wow, this kid could have did this or wow, that's unexpected for a kid that age. And, um, it's the same thing. I don't, I don't get to enjoy it. I, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. love going to, you know, same thing with you community, seeing people I love and the kids and yeah. growth and potential and all that. But it's the same thing. I go to, you know, I'll go to an MY, I'll go to a seventh grade football game and I'm sitting there. Oh man, how do I, how do I counter that defense? And it's, right, it's, right. it's more processing than enjoyment. Well, it's like when I was coming to the Sentinel games this fall, it was sort of a, a, a hybrid role because I obviously was going to use what I was observing on the show the next uh, week, but it would be right. several days. Wasn't necessarily turning around a print story when it came to that mm -hmm. and uh, do some interviews afterwards, but mostly it was as just a sort of supporter of high school athletics. Right. Well, the first one I went to, I sat in the stands. That was a nightmare. That was an absolute nightmare. Mistake number one. Man. And Side I'm not trying thing. to talk. I mean, I, I love the passion you all have for your kids and stuff, but just the level of of non football acumen combined with just emotionally driven vitriol was just really hard for me to to deal with. So the next time I, I hit up our good buddy Craig Mettler, I said, "Hey, O's, I, was like, I was like, Matt, are you coming to the game?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "You just come down the sidelines. We'll stand over here in the corner." So then I got to hang out with him and uh, Jason Mackey, the new Sentinel basketball coach. Oh, yeah. He's kind of like just hanging with the other sport varsity yeah. coaches. Yeah. yeah. And those guys know sports, and you know, then it's not like I don't know, man. I love fandom. I love the people who are passionate about it. But, but when you're trying to do a job, it makes it really hard because oh, it's like it's either becomes irksome or it's like, gosh, I really don't want to do this job. Can I join? Right. So it's like this 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 fine line that you kind of you have to straddle, for lack of a better word. Yeah. No. No question. And yeah. As you know, I mean, um, the emotion of a fan. 
It is blinding. It sways every 18 seconds. Hey. Like you were. And then you talk about this This fan is not only a fan, but they are also a parent, and this is their kid. Or people and, get and, crazy, man. And they're <laughs> alumni. So they're, right, you know, right, and so right. is their grandfather, so or their grandmother, or whatever this situation predicates. So there's multiple layers. And that's what, I'll, I'll be honest, what makes high school and collegiate sports so much more fun. Yeah. Because of the legacies, the the the, the lineage, the the all those things that encompass uh, and embodies great traditions on the high school and collegiate level. Nuwana is now 102.9 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook joining me. Hey. Coulter Nuwana in studio. Congratulations to our winners for Thursday's tickets for the Missoula Paddleheads. Taylor, our winner, uh, thank you so much. Um, Tommy, I don't know what you did as far as the procedure of this, but... Um, did, did, did he want to come pick him up? or I? Because I'm going to the game tonight. I can leave him at will call. Obviously, Taylor's listening. So Taylor's coming by the studios any weekday between 9 and 5 prior oh. to the game day to pick up his tickets. Great. That's probably what we're going to do all the way around. Uh, I'm going to continue to give these tickets away. If by chance you want me to put them at will call, you're going to have to just tell Tommy that because I will... Do it for you, but that's only tonight because I'm just going tonight. Otherwise, you have to come by the studio and yeah, get folks, it. Yeah, folks, just come by here to pick Let's up. Just come by. We have yep. a brand new studio. We want you. We are allowed to have you come by. We've been over here it's for more than a It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and we haven't we haven't had a chance to have anybody come by. So come on by. It's uh, it's easy to find right across the street from Buffalo Wild Wings and it's the uh, radio station on Radio Way. Radio station on Radio Way. How can you Way. beat that? Let's it's, go. It's easy, man. It's su- super duper easy. Let's do it right now. 406-888-1029. Four more tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads. This is for Friday. Friday night against the Ogden Raptors. Four tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads game. 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. Got a four-pack of tickets for, to the Missoula Paddleheads versus the Ogden Raptors, courtesy of us here at ESPN Missoula. More on Nuanas now with Rajim Seabrook. We're going to talk all about this Supreme Court decision when it comes to the NCAA and name, image, and likeness. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. ESPN Radio. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. Two, three, two, four, two, three, 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 because the most handsome man in Missoula is in the studio oh, right it. now, stop, right? Gene Seabrook stop, stop. in studio with me. He's usually here on Fridays, but it is a Wednesday. The reason for the schedule is switcheroo. Uh, I have the Montana Football Hall of Fame banquet this weekend. We moved the VIP section uh, of the banquet on Friday night up 
so that everybody can get to bed a little bit earlier so we can be all fresh for the actual induction ceremony on Saturday. So because of that, we just have way too tight of a window between uh, the golf tournament, the news briefs and interview stuff that we got to do, and then the VIP. So no Nuanas now on Friday, but have no fear. Regime's here, so that's good. Sean Rainey, who usually is on Wednesday, he's coming with me as my, uh, you know, distinguished guest or date or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going over there for work and pleasure at the same time. Uh, but either way... Sean's going to join me tomorrow, so a little change in schedule there as well. But we're doing that so that we can just hit the highway right after this. Just logistics, efficiency, all that stuff. But you're starting to build a, like, and I love this word, you're starting to build a, like a cabal. Ooh, that's a good of one. Of people to be in the studio and travel with you and golf with you. Like, I don't know, man. It's, new, it's you know... It's the Nuanas Army. Uh, that's right, dude. I'm or the Nuanas Navy. Let's go. Hey, I'm going to start bringing you on uh, some some trips as well. I need you to be my date to some things, I think. That's dangerous, baby. I know. That's dangerous. We got we to gotta talk about a little Grizz football stuff, too, because I might have a little action for you when it comes to the uh, pre- and post-game shows as well. Oh, going back to some old haunts, are we? That's right. Let's go. I was going through the old pitch sheets, and you were on there oh, from several man. years ago. Let's go. So, uh, super cool. Um we're going to talk a little bit about this NCAA and Supreme Court decision in a minute. But first of all, foremost, did you watch the NBA playoffs last night? Buddy, I watched them this morning again. Uh, okay, <laughs> like, okay. So let's, What's up with Phoenix? Well, so Phoenix is sweet. Like, they're playing different level basketball. Like on both sides. It's because they have great leadership. It's because they have great roster construction. And they have a great coach. Yes, yes. So here's, here's the thing is people that are a little younger don't remember that the Phoenix Suns were never amongst the elite elite in the NBA, but they were always a very good franchise. From the late 80s through the mid-2000s, the Phoenix yeah. Suns were always good. Yeah. They were yeah. sometimes exceptionally good. Like I was going to say, there were a early, couple of teams. Early 90s when yeah. they had uh, Kevin Charles, Charles Barkley and Kevin Johnson Woo. and Dan Thunderman Marley. Oh, and, boy. Um, Thunder Dan. You know, I mean, those teams were good, man. They were they, good. I mean, they made the finals one year. They, they were, were pretty per, good. Yeah. perennial Western Conference contenders. Yeah. And then, you know, they were okay in the late 90s, but then in the 2000s, they were good again when they had Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, yeah. Sean Marion, those guys. The, yeah, the GOAT. If not for a couple David Stern phone calls, or I mean um, bench clearing brawls, uh, uh, yeah. the Phoenix Suns would have got past the Los Angeles Lakers. But absolutely, Omar Salmire and Robert Ory, everybody gets thrown out of the series, and so the Lakers keep on marching. But that we're not going to digress into the conspiracy, conspiracy. and we're not going to do that. We're not going to digress into that. But when the Phoenix Suns then were sold to Robert Sarver, Robert Sarver basically became the Donald Sterling of, uh, with racial epitaphs aside. Uh, of the NBA. He was absolutely the owner that was running the franchise like a business with no intention of winning, fully trying to bottom it out. And the Phoenix Suns had statistically, and in wins uh, or lack thereof-wise, the worst three-year span in the history of the league. Which is horrible. Which is horrible because Phoenix is a good basketball city. It's a great uh, city. It's a, it's the fifth largest city in the country, which I think people don't realize. Like, There's no small market about it. Phoenix is huge. And so it was sad that the Suns sort of digressed. Well, Robert Sarver is still the owner, uh, but for whatever reason, the front office has decided they wanted to reinvest. And uh, part of it was they were fortunate enough to get the number one overall pick. And they, I don't, I, I think it's funny that they received so much scrutiny because they picked DeAndre Ayton over Luka Doncic. Well, Doncic is a transcendent player. He's going to be a potential Hall of Famer. But there was no one in the world that would take would have taken Luka, who at the time was risky, very over. The dude that looks like David Robinson, like he's not quite as jacked as, as the Admiral, but There's some similarities. But but he, I mean, the the seven foot tall with the seven foot eight wingspan who can run and jump and like all a of those six things. foot two guard, yeah, yeah. I, know. I mean, 
it was it wasn't it was a it was the pick that you make. And now after last night, after uh, a transcendent performance by DeAndre Ayton, his Ridiculous. best his best performance as a pro, I would say, capped by one of the most awesome buzzer beaters you will ever see. It wasn't quite a buzzer beater. And we're gonna Close get enough. In, we're gonna get into the negativity of this game in a minute because I thought that the way that the refs handled this thing, I mean my but god. Don't bring it up, man. Dude, don't la- bring it up. The last two minutes Don't ga- bring it up. The last two minutes of the game took thirty eight real time minutes. That's crazy, man. Like, when your main audience is a bunch of uh, adult men, th- people are just going to go to bed, man. They can't stay up until 11 o'clock to watch this game. It was that was it was it tough. I actually, I, I passed out. That's why <laughs> That's I had, to, I, I had to watch it this morning because it was just like, it's really going to take a sitcom's time worth of watching for 90 seconds to elapse. It's unbelievable. It, it, yeah, but I'm good on we're that. We're here to focus on the positives, not the negatives. What a great play, though, to end it, right? Buddy, what is... That's you only see that on like PlayStation Five. Like, like you don't, you don't. That doesn't happen in real life unless your name is Robert Ory, Michael Jordan, or Christian Leitner. Like, it just doesn't happen like that. It's just, it's one for the ages. It's one that just keeps. It's going to be on ESPN for the for the rest of the week. It's just, it was sick. What a great game. I always love when uh, I when a rule I didn't know about is put on full display on national TV. You can throw the ball at the rim because you, in fact, is not possible to shoot the ball right. from out of bounds. True. So goaltending is an irrelevant portion of the rule right there. There was no goaltending to be possible to be called because it's right. not a shot. shot. It's a heave. So you wonder if that play is taken and then recycled because I don't know if anybody ever thought of doing that. I don't. It's a tough one, man. It's one you you, you got to sit down and think about it. Because if it's not a shot, then technically you can goaltend That's what I'm saying. the shot, right? So, And I'm just breaking it down so everyone can kind of understand it. But a violation is a violation is a violation, technically speaking. Sure. But if it's not technically but, what but it is, I guess the, then the, it's the, not what it isn't. The fact of the matter is that goaltending is, by definition, if the ball is in the cylinder. But if the ball has not been shot, the cylinder doesn't exist. exist. Exactly. Chicken. Egg. Yeah. Regardless, a great moment for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, <laughs> again, I'm not going to go fully down the conspiracies, but I have to just say. <laughs> don't, the NBA, the Alice, NBA, the, the rabbit NBA, hole is too narrow. Don't, don't, don't. I can see it. Don't do NBA it, buddy. Was, is trying their hardest to have a Los Angeles team in the finals. Let's just say it like that. I mean, come on, man. Patrick Beverly and Devin Booker call is, that was asinine. It's out on Beverly. Every pickup game in the history Period. of the world, when the dude that swipes at the ball hits, hits the, the ball, ball out, out, it's It's out. out. That's it. Those, those, they never play no street ball, son. That's right. <laughs> they never play no street ball. That's what my brother was saying. They need to have a new rule, no replay. Treat it like it's the park. Check it up. Let's go. Run it back. You know what? We can start a new union called the Street Ball Refs. Games will be more fun and entertaining, and we won't have crappy calls like that being made. Oh, that that changes the complexion. We used to say this in the Bozeman City League all the time. Seventy-five percent of the guys in that league hoop together all the time, all over the place, and we call our own fouls all the time. Sometimes there's arguments, whatever it is, what it is, but we call it way better than refs. Like the refs are always calling all this dumb stuff. And we're like, dude, let's just have a city league where we just call our own stuff because we play with each other all the time. Everybody knows what the call is. And if you argue about it, shoot it off in a free right. throw. Ball Leave don't it lie. Up. Let's go. Let's go, baby. I'm I'm with it. Rajiv Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas. It's Hello. The, uh, Nuanas now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Broadcasting to you live from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport in Missoula, corner of Stevens and Mount. Biggest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. The biggest piece of hard news in the sporting world this week. In an important 9-0 uh, opinion, the Supreme Court upheld a lower court decision 
saying that the NCAA is violating the antitrust laws by denying educational benefits to student-athletes. The court did not say it's unlawful for the NCAA to stop member schools from paying athletes outright, but only because that issue wasn't before the court. The opinion hints that in a future decision, the justices could hold that antitrust law, requires the NCAA to let colleges pay their athletes' salaries, and in a separate concurrence, Justice Brett Kavanaugh said exactly that. Anytime the Supreme Court addresses antitrust laws, it matters. That's not only because of the importance of the subject and its consequences for major companies like Amazon, Google, Apple, Facebook, all that, all of whom face antitrust inquiries in various stages. The Supreme Court's antitrust interventions matter because antitrust laws in the United States rests almost entirely on a body of judicial interpretation of an extremely short and simple statute, the Sherman Act. The law prohibits contracts, combinations, or conspiracies in restraint of trade or commerce. In other words, to put that in layman terms, nowhere in America can you run a multi-billion dollar industry with workers that work for you for the profit of the company and not pay said workers, period. Period. That's it. That's what Brett Kavanaugh, I know he's a controversial figure because of the way he was accorded the Supreme Court justice, but... The politics aside, his opinion was incredibly well written, and that's exactly what he said. He said, you cannot build the business of one of the most lucrative entities in the United States on the backs of people that don't get paid. I agree with that. What do you think of this, though? That's called passive forms of slavery. For sure. Period. And I don't I don't care who you are, what your background is, racially, culturally, socioeconomically, if you are making money off of the backs of people who are not being paid, and let me let, let's tell the truth. I understand pe- these kids are getting college, you know, scholarships and tuition. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the amount of money that they're paid out versus the amount of money that's procured, the money's negated. That, and that's it. The money's negated. So, so give me a break. This is where it gets muddy because the the main argument has always been y- your your talent is earning you an opportunity that a vast majority of people don't have, which is to get your education fully paid for. Right. That in itself is a great gift. Then you talk about at the Power Five level, the fact that they have now Pell Grants for most minority athletes. So that means you're getting actual cash money to help you with your uh, living expenses. Then you factor in that most, uh, actually now all Power Five programs also offer full cost of attendance. So you're making anywhere between $3,400 and $6,800 a semester Mm -hmm. in extra cash for Mm -hmm. your... So you're talking about you get a Pell Grant and you're on a full-ride scholarship at Alabama and you get full cost of attendance. So that means you're getting a $10,000 check in addition to having all your living expenses Mm -hmm. paid for. And most people would say, oh, as a 19-year-old kid, that's better than I could ever imagine. But it isn't. Let's talk about the equity in that. And that's where it is. And that's where... That's the specific part of it is that... And that's what the Supreme Court is saying here is that it doesn't matter how much allowance you give these kids basically if alabama football is making 250 million dollars and you're paying all your employees what amounts to like 20 dollars an hour meh probably more like 10 dollars an hour when you talk about during football season when you have meetings from 6 a.m to 8 p.m it it is it's not your your new job is is basically in equity right it's all about equity explain this to people okay so there's a big difference between equity and equality okay right right where there's sameness and then there's fairness right we are all equal 
but we are all, not all of that is fair. So with that being said, interesting. How 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 I equate this to the NCAA, and I don't care if we're talking football and basketball, the two big money makers. We could be talking about tennis. We could be talking about crew. We could be talking about two two person rowing. The minute you start making money, the equity goes out the window. Let's take we'll take our beloved Grizz right here in our hometown. You have a kid. We'll say his name is Colter Nuanez, right? He's from Missoula, Montana, graduated from Big Sky. He's this great pulling guard. He knows his stuff. Bobby Houck wants this kid. Hey, we're going to give you this full-ride scholarship. But at the same time, you can't get a job. Right. You can't support yourself because right. you're too busy performing for us. Right. Right? So you're going to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning before anything is open for you to spend such said money for you to get good food. We'll just stick to food, right? Sure. So now you've got to eat... Uh, uh, Pop tarts, fruity pebbles, yep. and a and a and a, and a, and a some quasi healthy granola bar, which I don't think there really are because it's all sugar. But that's another story for another day. For sure, food so, by product, not food. Food by product. So now you go, you're you're in your meetings, you're in your positional meetings, you're in, uh, you're now you're practicing, you're in the weight room. You got to visit the nutritionist and the dietitian. Now you got to go back to the weight room because your back, your ankle, and your knee are sore. But hold on, you still have three hours of homework, four hours of studying, and you haven't spoken to your mama in three days because you're too darn tired to get up. But you still got to perform. Exactly. And Be then get scrutinized if you don't. And then get scrutinized if you don't. And then create inner, inner tension within the culture of the locker room because you already know that this guy next to you, he's your boy. That's your boy. But that's also your adversary who's trying to take your job to take that check to get to that next level if that's something that you want. So how do I tie this all back into the conversation that, 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 that you initiated, Coulter? When you have people making millions, depending if, if not billions, over the course of a four-year college athlete's time, and you were paying pennies on the pound for them to be there, you have recreated, duplicated, emulated, and complicated Many of the issues that's wrong in America right now. And that has been wrong in America Period. since the advent of Period. the country, right? Period. My biggest question here is that one of my favorite things I used to do when I worked in newspapers, and I've actually done it since I was out of the newspaper business as well, is to put in freedom of information requests for the athletic department budgets of some of the biggest schools in the country. It's they, ridiculous. They got to send them to you. And then you realize <laughs> that because in premise, Division One college athletic departments are supposed to be operating as nonprofit entities, they're reallotting money in so many different ways, some of which are very beneficial to the campus community and society as a whole. Absolutely. Funding um, you know, minority programs on campus or funding uh, sports that aren't revenue-producing sports, True. You know, women's sports or non, you know... Creating youth sports camps that cost nothing to the public sometimes. All sorts, all sorts of things. But then they also are hiring dozens, if not hundreds, of coaches and administrators at exorbitant salaries. And that's also they can hide the money that they could and should be paying to the student-athletes. It's top-heavy. Look at it. It is top-heavy in the bottom week. If you're Alabama and you're making $44 million a year just on TV rights... Then you're making another $20 million a year just at the gate. That's not to mention all of the exterior exposure you're getting, all the uh, corporate dollars you're getting, all the advertising dollars. Booster dollars. Booster dollars. Alumni all the, dollars. All this, stuff. all this stuff. You have enough money to make it all go around. So I, I, I have no remorse and, and no drawback towards those schools finding some way to, to compensate athletes fairly. 
I wonder what happens at a school like Montana, though, or Montana State, because you are talking about a multi-million dollar economic engine. True. Football at the University of Montana makes anywhere between six and seven million dollars a year in revenue, produces in revenue. Right. But that also is what helps football and athletics in Montana, at Montana, sustain because, ironically, the two least subsidized athletic departments in the Big Sky Conference are Montana and Montana State. True. The state does not give them nearly the money. UC Davis, for example, is 85% subsidized by the state of California. The part of the reason they can do that, it's a 40,000 student campus. They can charge all the students an athletic fee. Bam. Now you already, all of a sudden you have 25 to 30% of your athletic department budget taken care of without taking any money from the state right. or selling a single right. ticket. That's never going to happen at Montana or Montana State because the enrollment's not big you enough. You don't have the bodies in the, the seats. Tu- the tuition is not uh, high enough. You want to keep tuition at the state schools in a rural state like Montana low, you right. have to because so many people that grow up in Montana, they can't afford to come to school here. UC Davis type prices. Yeah. Or go to school there. Sorry. So that's what I wonder is though, I, I, I think that if, if, if the model was to trickle all the way down into this level of football, mm-hmm. there's no way that you could sustainably pay the athletes. So then it comes to the question of, because they can barely get, even get these guys on the scholarships that they need, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it is a serious question because I've talked to a lot of guys about this. People think you're on a full ride for the Grizz. You're on the full ride for the Bobcats. You're living fat. No, you're, not. you're living with six other dudes because you have hard, especially with the amount of rent prices in Missoula and Bozeman, to get into any sort of good living situation, you're going to have to share your house with at least three and sometimes as many as five other people. Which impacts your mental health, which impacts your physical performance, which impacts that scholarship. You're Rajim, and, and they say, you're, you're coming in DM, they say, hey, buddy, to be on the two deep, we need you to put on 40 pounds in the next 18 months. We well, don't have the money to go buy sirloin and shrimp. No, I don't. You're buying... Drive through, you know, you're buying top ramen, top ramen with eggs, and you're not, and you're not getting the nutrition that you need either. And no. so I thought, I thought this was one place where Jeff Choate at Montana State really set that program apart because he realized sort of the magnitude of the situation right away. Mm-hmm. So he went went out and raised a bunch of money specifically to hire a registered dietitian to set up an entire fueling station. And it's not like Alabama. Like at Alabama, you really can like go into the quote unquote football like fueling station and say, Hey, I want I want surf and turf with linguine and like they'll cook it up it, for it, you. It's like Burger King. You can have things your way. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Right. But uh, but, you know, Montana State, it's not like that. But you can still no. go there and get a peanut butter sandwich or a protein shake right. or healthy options to at least sort of um, subsidize your nutrition regimen. But even that, it's still a drawback. So I go, I don't know. I I, I, I totally understand what the Supreme Court did here. It's, it's accurate in terms of the antitrust laws of America. It's true. You cannot have a multi-billion dollar corporation built on the backs of workers that are severely underpaid. That is a fact. It's a good decision in terms of the law of the United States of America. I just wonder what's going to happen if this trickles down to any level beyond the richest of the rich because... It's not sustainable anywhere else, and that's what I worry about. Right. It's the same, it's the same uh, proxy that can be applied to baseball from 25 years ago when they went to revenue sharing, right? Right. So you have, you have um, you know, the backside of that is the Yankees have all the money in the world, but the Milwaukee, you know, the, the, the Brewers get to get a cut of that because they are part of this big conglomerate, which for Milwaukee, that's great. Like, you get to sustain and get a cut of the billion-dollar empire in the Northeast, but then for those in the Northeast, you're... That hurts because you're not getting back what you put into into the tank. 
How does that translate to the NCAA? It's the same exact proxy across the board. Like, all of a sudden, how is Central Washington University going to compete with Washington State University? That's right. You can't. You can't. You, you can't. You never could anyways, but now you really can't. But now you really can't. So, I just worry. I, it's more not even about competing with the biggest. I worry about just the sustainability because as soon as football reaches a point where... But in order to sustain, you've got to compete. No, no question. No you question. Compete, you know what no I'm question. saying? I the, think they go hand in hand in this the, situation. The stark truth, though, and this is the saddest thing I could possibly articulate on this show, but the stark truth is that the premise that the, the athletic department, specifically the football team, is the largest marketing arm of your university is still true, but much, much, much less true than it's ever been because kids these days are fully unengaged in any sort of event, particularly if it's not a one-of-a-kind spectacular event that can look right. good on your Instagram. Right. Very few people are choosing. No, I shouldn't say very few. I don't want to put words in people's mouths. Way less people. Dwindling numbers. Dwindling numbers of people are picking to go to school at the University of Montana because they want to go to football and basketball games. Right. I went to school with so many, so many of my out-of-state friends. How'd you find out about Montana? Oh, dude, I saw him in the NCAA tournament. I saw him on ESPN. Yeah. It's cold. You know, it's eight hours from Seattle. So we drove over for a game. It was sick. I wanted to come here and party. Sweet. That used to be like the number one draw. Yeah. It's not a draw for kids anymore. Not now anymore. kids are Googling starting salary for electronic engineer, and then they choose their school based on exactly. that. And it's not bad. It's not a bad thing. They're prioritizing education yeah. and personal debt, but... It's also a sway in society. The liberal, I hate to say it, humanities and liberal arts are dying. Which it, is gonna, which is then going to in turn impact the intellectuality of bingo. us as a culture, and it's going to in turn impact our discourse as a society, which is bingo. then going to in turn ruin, ruin erosion. Humanity. Erosion. We're not going to do. Ero- we're not going to go there. But we yeah, need a podcast. Let's go. I'm telling you, man. If 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 you are one of the people that thinks that liberal arts educations are silly because they don't have great salaries, you're flat wrong. Agreed. With all the if if people that read the humanities no longer walk amongst us, you're going to be bored, I promise. And talk about dumbing down a society. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. Oh, buddy. But there's a lot to get to. There's a lot more of this to get to, so we will continue to do this. we got to get out right now because we have more Paddleheads tickets and we have Desperado Wings for you. So keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. Desperado Wings. Yeah. Right after this. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. To more. Hey, what up? Welcome back. That last uh, rejoin makes me happy, man. Jay Buner, an icon of my childhood, giving us a little shout out. He is the official spokesperson of Northwest Motorsport, and they are the official sponsor of the Nuanas Now studio. So thank you so much to Northwest Motorsport, and welcome back in to Nuanas Now on 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas. Rajim Seabrook in studio with me. I had Yo. some trivia, but we're kind of up against it. So we're going to roll some of these questions into the next hour. But we're going to give you what you want, which we always do around here. We're going to double down right now. We're going to make it easy for you. I got four tickets to the Missoula Paddleheads game on Saturday. That's Saturday, June 26th. Missoula Paddleheads playing the Ogden Raptors. 7.05 p.m. Saturday, four tickets. I also have a dozen wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Ooh. 
me. That's Brown Sports Tavern Grill has the best wings in the city of Missoula. What's your favorite? You got a go-to flavor over there? You're probably a spicy guy, huh? I am. I like the hot teriyaki. Hot teriyaki is my yeah, go-to. I like as hot well. teriyaki, and then, um, I, uh, God, the, the girls are going to kill me. They do this thing called. We were supposed to talk about this off air. Okay. As for the crack wings, I'm going to get <laughs> shot. They make their wings and then they throw them on the grill. Ooh. Oh, buddy. <laughs> oh, buddy. They're always so busy that they probably hate doing it, but they're also the greatest. Those gals over there, they take care of business for sure. But right now, eight 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 one zero two nine. That's four zero six. 888-1029. We're doubling it up for you. Four tickets to the Paddleheads game and 12 wings to the Des Brown Sports Tavern and Grill. The best wings in the city of Missoula as part of our Wing It Wednesday. We do it each and every Wednesday, giving you exactly what you want and need. So give us a call right now, 406-888-1029 for your chance to win baseball tickets and a basket of wings, courtesy of the Despo. Hour one in the books, hour two coming at you. More discussion about the NCAA, or I guess the Supreme Court ruling in terms of the NCAA. A discussion about name, image, and likeness. But first and foremost, an outstanding ESPN roundtable featuring three well-known figures. Nate Harris, Jordan Sullivan, and Jocelyn Tinkle, the three newest assistant coaches for the University of Montana women's basketball program. Lady Grizz coaching staff on the ESPN roundtable on Nuanas Now. Right after this. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear... How about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus.